podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the GoLoud app. Spin. You are very welcome back to Spin Our Skull. And this week we have got another very special guest. We are delighted on the show to be joined by Minister for Further and Higher Education, Research, Innovation and Science. Minister Simon Harris, thank you so much for taking your time to chat to us on Spin Our Skull. Thanks so much for having me, Louise. Delighted to be here. We're joined by three Leaving Cert students on this morning's panel discussion. And just for the sake of this morning's chat, we're going to keep it to the Leaving Cert. But uh, I guess let's just start by asking you how the transition has been for you moving from health to education. Uh, two probably of the most important things that this pandemic has affected. Yeah, it, it's been peculiar in one way because I suppose I was so involved in the in the in the COVID pandemic, obviously during my time in health. Um, so it ha- it ha- it has been quite a change. I was working with the most amazingly dedicated people in the Department of Health who are working so hard to try and keep our country safe and get people through what has been a really difficult year. But you know, I'm really delighted with the role I'm in now because. I don't think we've talked enough actually about the impact that this pandemic has had on young people in our country. And uh, we need to obviously do a couple of things. We need to firstly try and keep people safe right now, but we also need to to prepare for a life in Ireland post-COVID. And I know it might it might seem hard to believe that, but there is going to be a life in Ireland post-COVID. And I mean, just before we get into kind of the specifics of the leaving sir, can I just say particularly to young people? that your normal now is not going to be your normal forever. So, you know, people are missing, missing out on milestones, missing out on graduations, Debs, times with their friends, sports, hobbies, people who are in first year in college who've never got to set foot in their campus. And, you know, sometimes it can seem like this is going to go on forever because it's going on a long time. It really isn't. We have to bear with it, as tough as it is, but we also just need to, I think we have good, good cause to be hopeful. Um, that the next few months are going to see a very different Ireland and a much safer place for all of us. I'm so glad that you're saying that, Minister Harris. And I think that we all are hoping that that is going to be the case, particularly young Mm -hmm. people. And we are going to get into a lot of those topics very shortly. But I guess the most pressing one and the most important one is well-being and mental health. You know, young people and Leaving Cert students in particular have gone through a really, really difficult academic year. And it hasn't just been their Leaving Cert year. It's been fifth year. It's missing all of that in-class time. And then again the leaving cert and I know a lot of people are saying ah sure it's great they have every option under the sun now they can sit an exam they can do their orals they don't have to do them you know but at the same time I think what we're forgetting to acknowledge is that that amount of change is very very stressful so what do you intend to do I suppose to ensure that students mental health is protected because that's the most important thing yeah so look this year's six years have had an even worse experience than last year's six years because as you rightly say their fifth year was interrupted their sixth year was interrupted in fairness to students, they showed huge leadership. I mean, they gave the government a very, very simple list of demands. They wanted, I hope I can remember it now, they wanted clarity, choice and compassion, the three C's, right? And uh, we got there. And, and I accept it was a really stressful period, but they now have the clarity, they have choice. And I hope in that choice is a bit of compassion. What I'm trying to do is make sure that the move from secondary school into third level, be that an apprenticeship, further education, university, because there's lots of options out there, is to make sure it's as smooth as possible. So we're working on a couple of things. One of the things we've done is we've significantly increased the amount of money we're spending in student mental health services. We've put five million euro more into that. But I've also, being honest, I want to go I want to go further than that. So not yet ready to make an announcement, but I've been having a couple of meetings with mental health advocacy groups to see what more we can do. Um, what could we have ready for September to make that transition a bit easier for first year students coming into college for the first time, but also being honest for any student 
uh, going back to college uh, after what's been a really difficult year. So I think we're going to we're working very closely with students to try and come up with some ideas. We've we've set up a new group. It's chaired actually by the Union of Students in Ireland. It's it's a well-being and engagement group, and we've asked them come up with a list of things that you think I could help deliver that would make life a little bit easier for students. And I'm due to get the report from that any day now, and uh, I will be going out looking for the resources to make sure that we can put those things in place. Yeah, great to hear that. And will in-school or in-college counselling be an option? Certain, certainly in, in college, in the areas that I have responsibility for, it will. So the extra funding we put in place this year, most of that is after going towards increasing the number of counsellors um, available. Now, it hasn't been without challenge because people aren't on campus. Uh, so people are obviously accessing services virtually um, in, in the main which is a challenge in and of itself. But yes, I want to increase further the number of student counsellors. I also don't want to recognise that, you know, people of people of that generation, of which I'm not sure whether I'm still a part of that generation. I'm only in my 30s. But people, you know, we don't we, we sometimes don't want to just access services face to face. We want to maybe be able to access them online. We want to maybe be able to access them on by text. So one of the best things I think we've all worked at is setting up a new 24-7 helpline uh, by text to text line. I'll just give out the number if that's OK. It's 50808. 50808 and there's always someone at the end of that uh, at the end of that text line anytime day or night 24 7 if you have an issue be it a big issue a small issue anything that's causing you stress you can text that because look a lot of us a lot of us don't want to pick up the phone and have a conversation or sit in front of people we we do a lot on our phones by text so 50808 is a number we should all try and make famous yeah, brilliant. And thank you for sharing that number with us. Um, I'm going to transfer over to the student panel very shortly, but I just have two more questions for you, Minister Harris. Um, the first one is leaving cert results are going to come out one way or another. Um, we don't know, will they be higher than normal? Um, I'd imagine they probably will be. And also we will see record demand for the CAO and more applicants than ever before. And also students reapplying this year, students who maybe didn't get their place last year. So what is your plan, I guess, to ensure that everyone gets what they they're looking for? So the first thing I got to say, being honest, is no year does everyone get what they're looking for. So every single year, on average, if you look back over the years, about 50% of students who apply to the CAO get their first choice. And about 80% of students get one of their top three choices. And what I'm saying to the Leaving Cert students this year is, I'm kind of I'm trying to maintain those ratios. So I'm making sure you have as much of a chance to get your first choice, your top three choices, as you would have in any other year. I think that's fair. I think that's important. We already have, um, you're right. I mean, it's highly likely you're going to see uh, increase in points this year because that is the more choice you give, right? The more likely that is to happen. Um, so what we've done is we have funding to increase the number of college places by just over 4,000. I think it's 4,130. Some of it's not just about money or a college place. So if you want to study medicine, or teaching, um, or to be a speech and language therapist or a nurse, you have to have placements matched with that. So, you know, for every nursing place I create in college, you have to have a hospital the nurse can train in. Um, so we're working not just in my own department, but in other parts of the public service to see if they'll be able to step up and provide those extra placements too. So I'm confident we can go, we can do a bit more than we've already said we're going to do. But I do want students to know 4,130 extra college places are in place this year. I also want students to know, and I know this might be an easy thing to say when you're not in the middle of it, but I really believe it. Um, the CAO form is not the only way of getting to where you want to get to in life. In fact, next year, I plan on overhauling the CAO form um, because I think it narrows the conversation way, way too much. Uh, apprenticeships, further further education. Um, there are so many ways to getting to where you want to get to in life. And you know, I, I don't like the fact that we 
we've kind of created a culture where it's all about the points race. And um, anyway, that's on my agenda. It's not going to, I know it doesn't help this year's Leaving Cert students, but I just wanted to make that point. There are lots of different ways of getting to where you want to get to and people should look at all of their options. Minister Harris, just one final question. I suppose for students whose parents have been badly affected by unemployment, are there going to be financial resources made available for those students who will be in a difficult situation trying to fund their third level studies? Uh, Yes, is the short answer. So we obviously have what we call SUSE, the student grant scheme. Um, I'm going to be opening that uh, scheme at the end of this month. So anybody, you don't have to wait to get your Leaving Cert results. You can apply uh, in advance of that. So if you go to SUSE, S-U-S-I, If you Google it there, you'll you'll get the website. Um, About 44% of our students in college get their registration fee either paid in full or in part through that. So nearly one at nearly 50% of our students. So definitely worth checking that out. That also allows a a change of circumstances. You could have been living in a house with one of your parents working, both of your parents working. Now through nobody's fault, they could both be out of work, uh, at least temporarily. The SUSE scheme allows you to apply for what they call a change of circumstance where your income in your family has suddenly changed. So check out that SUSE uh, system is, is where I direct students to. Okay, thank you for that. So over to the students now. Uh, Caleb Heatherman is going to kick us off. I know that he has some questions prepared for you, Minister Harris. So from me, thank you very much for taking part. Thanks, Louise. Hi, Minister Harris. Uh, lovely to meet you. And thanks very much for giving us the time. I really appreciate it. Not at all. Thanks for being here, Caleb. Thanks. From myself, anyway, I'm, I'm living out in Ballybrick in, in Limerick, which would be fairly rural um, and sure. I'm hoping to move to a city for college um, yes. but I am worried about moving out looking at the rent prices they seem to be rising year and year and at this stage it's nearly as if I'm paying more for rent prices than I am for the actual tuition to go to college so I'm just wondering what you plan on doing to combat the rising price of rent and the lack of a affordable student accommodation in the likes of our major cities? Yeah, look, it's, it's a huge issue. Um, two things I'm planning on doing. Uh, the first is, at the moment, we're reviewing the SUSE grant. And indeed, anybody can go and make a submission as to how they think we can make the SUSE grant better. Why, why do I think that's important for this question? Because the cost of going to college varies dramatically, depending on whether you, have to, you can live at home or you need to move out of home, right? And yet the SUSE grant, I don't personally think it understands that enough. Very different if you have to pack the bags and move out for three or four years. We're reviewing the SUSE grant at the moment. Um, I would like to see a more generous student grant system, basically, for people who live in rural communities. So that's ongoing. Second thing, and I've got to be really honest here, we haven't done nearly enough on student accommodation. And we saw the difficulties this year with COVID, um, where so many students were reliant on private developers. And it just doesn't feel right to me that a student would nearly be competing uh, with maybe a family for a limited number of houses uh, in a city or in a large town. So I've asked my officials to come back to me before the summer with proposals on how we could do more on student accommodation. What does that mean? Long story short, it means I want to see us build more student accommodation, college-owned student accommodation. um, There's two two benefits to that. Firstly, it provides more supply, so you're not competing, you're not having to compete with the families for the the private house secondly though it also enables us to keep an eye on the cost so no point no point um misleading you that's not going to be ready for this september but i took up this job a couple of well not quite a year ago yet and i mean one of my priorities is to try and get the government and the state into building more state owned or campus owned student accommodation brilliant i i really appreciate your your honesty on those and i i look forward to seeing what you're what you're doing over the next few months and hope you're settling settling in well to the new role i think i'm passing you over to david now to talk about the importance of mental health and our well-being hello minister thank you so much for doing this 
My name is David Wright. I'm a sixth year in Lucan Community College in Dublin. You touched on it earlier, and I just want to go in more depth about it, but student mental health is a big issue. So what resources are currently available for students who are struggling? Yeah, look, I I think we're we're in the middle of a public health emergency, but we actually have a number of emergencies alongside that, and the mental health crisis is going to be one. So whether you're young or old, a student or not a student, I think... I think we're all feeling a bit fragile at the moment and it would be very unusual if we weren't. And I actually think it's important we call that out because there could be a lot of people listening to this program who think, you know, I'm not feeling great at the moment and might think that's unusual. It's actually quite usual um, because everyone's life has been turned upside down. So what practically are we going to do in in real terms? Well, the first thing we've done is we've very significantly increased the mental health budget for colleges. So we have put an extra 5 million euro into that. That money basically goes to the higher education authority, they give it out to each college and each college decides what do we need for our students? They're meant to link with the students' unions and the like. So it's not about me saying what you need to do in UCC or Trinity or Letter Kenny IT. They should know best what their students need and what they might be missing in terms of service provision. So that's my commitment to you is to try and put more in place uh, between now and September. Second thing they've started doing though, and I think it's also really important, as much as we need to continue to improve mental health services, we also have to recognize that when I talk to a lot of students sometimes they're not even aware of all the services that are there so I want to try and do a bit of work between now and the new college year on how you find the services you know what we call it mapping out the services right um because you know sometimes when I tell people about that text line or you know it's sometimes it can be the first time people have heard of these things so we're going to have to go as well as increasing the funding and the, and the actual service I think we're also going to have to go on a major campaign in terms of making people aware of the support set of there. But look, I'd be very interested in your ideas and what you think we should be doing. Hi, I'm Ethan Irene. I'm from Ethan. a sixth year from Lauren Hill Colashta FCJ in Limerick City. Um, so having experienced two pandemic leaving certs and all the kind of uncertainty and stress and hysteria that came around with them, um, would you agree that that's now shown us that we probably have to reform a lot of our education system, especially around the weight that we place on those two weeks in June at the end of the year? And there's just the exams in general. I 100% agree. Now, it's not it's not my direct area, so I shouldn't interfere. It is for the Minister for Education, but I, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, the stress and pressure we put people under. Now, I would, I would make the point, as I think you're making, I mean, for some people, actually, the written exam works well, and that's okay too. But what's wrong with a bit of choice? You know, what's wrong with actually recognising that we all learn in different ways? You know, I could do really well in a two-hour exam and I might be, but I mightn't be well suited and I could get the high points, but I mightn't be well suited to the profession that I then get into in college. Or I could be a student who doesn't perform as well in exams, but I'm passionate about the area that I want to study. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the OECD uh, did, a big, did a big review before on this and it, it, it commented about some of the leaving search shortcomings. So I know the Department of Education are reviewing the whole thing around senior cycle curriculum and the likes, but you know, everyone keeps on talking about when COVID is over, when will we go back to normal? And if normal means all the lovely things we miss in life, I'm up for that. But I actually don't think we should be looking to go back just to normal. We should be looking to say, well, what did COVID actually teach us? And what it taught me was that it's actually possible not to have a leaving cert and for the sky not to fall in, for the earth to continue to rotate on its axis and for students uh, to get on into college life. So I don't want to be flippant about it. The leaving cert is long and tested and there are good points to it. But we should, we shouldn't, you know, we should be willing to open our minds to actually having a discussion about how we can do better by students. Um, definitely. So, yeah, I'd love to be a part of that conversation. Um, once we obviously get through the the pandemic and uh, and see where that brings us.
Brilliant. Well, look, we look forward to maybe a life where there isn't a leaving cert. Uh, Minister Simon Harris, thank you so much for taking part in this discussion. And also to our three wonderful students who have done a stellar job keeping the Southwest and the entire country up to date on leaving cert 2021-22. Thank you, Minister Harris. And we look forward to maybe welcoming you back on to Spinner Skull again soon. I'd love to. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you for having me. The podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the GoLoud app. Spin.